You are now inside the creative zone with your hosts, Rob and Logan. Hey guys, my name is Rob. And it's Logan. And you're tuned into another episode of the creative zone. How's everybody doing after their Christmas? I hope everybody is fine out there in podcast land. Nice, nice. All right, so on today's episode, we're going to dive right in and talk about the streaming wars. Yeah, but first, we're going to have a little bit of a channel update, as it were. Yep, yep, yep. Forgot about that. All right. uh, Our guest, Teddy Valdez, will be here on episode six, which should drop on the 17th of January. Oh, the new year. Uh, So he'll be with us. Look forward to that then. Our... Third man in this uh, think tank of ours <laughs> is Claude. He'll be here n- next week to start in the new year. Yeah. He couldn't make it tonight, but we're always thinking of him. Shout out to the boy. He definitely gave us a lot of great topics, though. So most of the topics we're going to be discussing came from Claude. So yep. shout out to you, Claude. Hey, that's how we do. Yeah. Uh, Three man threat, you know. Definitely. All right, cool. Now we can jump right in. It's the streaming wars. wars. All right, so for those of you who are not aware, um, Universal is going to launch a Peacock next year. HBO is going to launch HBO Max next year. And um, there are a couple other new streaming platforms that are about to hit the market. But um, in terms of streaming platforms, what do you think of these new, like, Platforms that are going to enter the market in like a couple months. Um, there's good and bad to everything. On the one hand, it's good for us that yes. we can, you know, somebody yes. should be willing to pick us up for content. Yeah. Um, heck, adding to that list, uh, Spectrum is, you know, there used to be Time Warner Cable, yeah, but yeah. they're dropping their own original content. Oh, yeah? You know. Yeah, I mean, DirecTV does as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think they count in the yeah. streaming equation. Yeah. So creatively, or at least uh, avenue uh, distribution-wise, yeah. it's great for us. Uh, you know where I forgot to mention? Disney Plus. But <laughs> due to the fact that most of their content is being produced in-house, I mean, they yeah. literally have like a content machine. Lucasfilms, Marvel, yeah. they Pixar. Go, I know. They go on their back catalog and exactly. they back content yeah. for days, but yeah. they'll be looking for original stuff. So Yeah, but even then, they're going to be producing it themselves. The reason why I mentioned like HBO Max and like yeah. um, Universal, Peacock is most of... Not most, but a lot of their content is going to be produced by outside parties. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And, you know, Netflix is still a big boy in the block. So is Amazon. And they've got offices right here in New York City. So Hulu as well. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. It's, you know, it's still an avenue for distribution. Hopefully the gatekeepers understand that there are more voices out there than the ones that they always go to, which is what our disdain with modern Hollywood is. I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but Apple Plus also has their own streaming stuff. And it's mostly, let's be honest, like white people. Most of their content, The Morning Show, C. mm -hmm. um, Well, C C is maybe slightly different. We got Alfred Woodard on, I think. Uh, You got a few... Uh, okay. non-white faces. But, but the, the other main, things. The main cast. Yeah, yeah. The other things on yeah. there that, um, like, the one... The, 
I'll give C a chance if okay. I happen to come across it or find a way to, to check it out. But not the morning show. Uh, the morning show, I have heard about it enough where, yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, you already forced me to form an opinion. Yeah. Uh, but if I hear if I hear something about the morning show from another, yeah. from somebody I trust, you know, if you said you, oh, I actually caught a couple episodes and like, okay, I'll, I'll check it out. Okay. Uh, then, you know, I'll, like I said, on recommendation, I'd check that out. There, uh, For All Mankind on first blush looked interesting because, okay. it, one, it's alternate history, but it's dealing with the space program. But it already started deep in revisionist history for how they're laying out their timeline. So I'm sort of already on a wait. skeptical. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on, on a wait and see. But it's something that if I go, okay, let me check out new content that, you know, and it's from Apple Plus. Yeah. It'll already be it'll be the first one that i would go out you know more out of my way of okay let me look for this now with the other platforms you know disney plus i've already checked out like the first four or five episodes of mandalorian i'm 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 loving that that show can do no wrong not just for everybody's favorite baby Baby but it it fits into star wars like the heart of star wars where it was a it was a space fantasy western yeah and that's what the Mandalorian has fully embraced those roots. John Favreau is killing it. He directed like the first two episodes, oh, but then really? hand, but then handed huh. it off. And there's been uh, yeah. the this next two episodes, at least episode three, if not four, were it was a female director. Similar to what he did with um, Iron Man. Like yeah, he set it up for Marvel and just like and, and then they were able to somebody yeah. you know had it set where you can just take the ball exactly. But then with, um, you know, so the Mandalorian, looking at that, um, you know, with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. I'm looking forward to those uh, things coming out to see how, especially how that's going to fit into the MCU. Uh, WandaVision is supposed to be the direct lead in into the Doctor Strange, you know, Doctor Strange 2. Two. Okay. And so they're doing things that it's like they know their audience. Yeah. They I mean, them, they're yeah. reeling them in. Their catalog, like I said, is far and deep. And, you know, as we were saying last week when we were talking about Ryan Coogler, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's when, you know, there seems to be the opportunity out there. And, you know, we stumble upon it. It gets thrust upon us after having done our short films and maybe our first feature exactly. on, on, on the string, on a string shoe. We noticed somebody notices, you know, what we've done yeah. or overhears this and says, oh, they like that. Definitely. Let's see, get these I mean, new voices out there. Having more buyers in the market is definitely good for content producers. Yeah. I mean, duh. Yeah. Oh, BET has BET Plus. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. Know BET that. has their, they're trying to do their version of a streaming platform oh, with that's their content. But, you know, BET has been BET for a long time. The modern BET yeah. that I, we, it would definitely be instead of a, oh, wow, they contacted us versus a, oh, they contacted us. Okay, we'll talk. Let's see. My only issue is that is uh, with that is what content or what catalog does BT have that will keep viewers coming back? Yeah, well, that's why if BT, I agree with you. And that's why if BT, like I said, contacted us or, you know, anyone that yeah. we know of that seeing what they would want as original content. So to me, they might seem uh, be hungrier for original content, which is good. Correct, yeah. But... What kind of content exactly. would they... Would they want a whole lot of Atlanta kind of stories or why, The Wire or things yeah. of that nature? Not, yeah. Not just that, though, but say, for example, we get a deal from BET. Mm-hmm. 
and it's a crazy amount of money. Would we go with BET or would you go with BET as opposed to go with like HBO? I mean, going with BET is like the viewership is not as large as HBO and the premium quality content on HBO far exceeds that of BET. So you're going to have to decide, wait, am I just going to take the money and people might not actually see my show because, mm-hmm. you know, it's BET. Yeah. Or, or only a small, exactly. smaller audience. Exactly. And, and that's why I'm saying it's like with BET, it would be negotiation or seeing what one they offer, yeah. two, they are deciding on what, you know, what they're asking of us. Uh, exactly. We want this kind of a show. Uh-huh. We're going after these kinds of creatives, or is it? We want good stories to be told, and this is what we're willing to do to help you bring that to life. Okay, you know, and and I would expect the same from HBO or Netflix or any of the others. Absolutely, but with the others, yeah, they have a larger audience already yes. built in, so that you know, Netflix has earned their audience. Amazon has earned their audience. Hulu, Hulu HBO. HBO. I'm not so sure about like Peacock, which is Universal. Yeah, so I'm not sure because besides the Office, I'm not really sure what they have in the catalog. That will. Well, they would have all the things that NBC has produced. Correct, but that's for the back catalog. Exactly, I'm talking about the back catalog. I'm no, not, yeah, really, yeah. Right. Um, but they're Universal, so they would have access to Universal pictures, pictures yeah, yeah. back catalog. But that's why I'm trying to set up of that what kind of uh, what they would want uh, in terms of, you know, OK, give us your ideas or, you know, what are your, your yeah. concepts? So if they just want our New York City story type of stuff, the human interest stuff, that's OK, fine. Mm-hmm. Everybody can get with that. Yeah. But if BT wants the kinds of things that you see on BT's cable network yeah. from us, then it's like. Okay, do I have those kind of? Or are you asking me to tailor something that has uh, is a middle class story and change the focus of it to you know the non middle class cousin? Yeah. All right. Let's be honest. When was the last time you watched BET? I haven't watched a show on BET in years. Exactly. exactly. That's the point I'm trying to make. Exactly. And it's, you know, I, you know, I did grow up on BT uh, yeah. that, you know, they used to have their talk shows. Yeah. So my mom, my grandma, my, my dad, you know, folks like that, the, the elders would watch it. I sit and watch that in the early days of Rap City. Yes. You know, Big yeah, you in know, yeah, yeah, in Absolutely. the basement. Yeah. Those were things. Park. Yeah. One, definitely 106 in Park because they yeah. actually were here in New York. 106 yes. in Park, you know, Lala, that's how she got, yeah. you know, that's how she caught the eye of the one Mr. Anthony because he has relatives <laughs> here. But, you know, they had, there was an ingrainedness there. There was still something I could connect to. But that's the same way with like TRL used to uh, be one way yeah. where you'd have the crowds outside yeah. in Midtown, yeah, yeah. outside of because it, it spoke to a lot of people mm-hmm. and they had a wide range of artists on there. To now, yeah, they're, st- they're still doing Tiara, but the last time I watched MTV was when they actually still played music in the middle of the day versus at 3 a.m. And it was all reality shows yeah. and stuff where, you know, the joke amongst my friends was, you know, MTV, the music channel that doesn't play music. <laughs> you know, so yeah. where the opportunity comes creatively, it, it, you know, okay, it's thank you. What do you want from us? 
you know, thank you for the opportunity and let's talk about what you want from us and what we can give you. These are as we have a specific eye and, you know, BT, you want a certain type of story. I can we'll produce it. We can put our names on to produce it. But is something I originally penned is not going to always look like that. It's exactly. going to look for yeah. a certain thing. You know, I got kind of high concept sci-fi that is, you know, already treated and, and got, a, you know, a script. You know, we can episode that. Give us the money. We'll put it. Really? It you feels actually like actually produce that for um, BET. What I was going to say is that one, you know, that would be ready to go. And yeah. do you, are you interested in that? Or is that something, you know, that's something that might fit more on Amazon, Hulu, HBO, yeah. one of the bigger or platforms because they expect, you know, there are they have a sci-fi audience. They have, you know, Netflix. They have an audience who will click on sci-fi or action yeah. or whatnot. And BET is not known for sci-fi. It, yeah, it's not known for sci-fi, yeah. though it should appeal to BET because as we said, of the characters. Of the characters of being a wide range of characters gotcha. who would, you know, maybe easier for BET's audience to identify with. But that's not who BET is. I mean, you make a good point. You could end up actually rebranding the network. Yeah, like what yeah. happened with AMC. AMC was known for like classic movies. Yeah, and now and the they're Walking dead, dead and, and yeah. No, before The Walking Dead, I think it was um, Mad Men. Yeah. Or, or was it? No, Mad Men, Mad but Men. shows like that. Yes, it's Mad the, Men actually launched it into to, a premium, well, not yeah. a premium, but a sub-premium network. Yeah, to, to expanding their original offer, you know, exactly. their offerings to some original yes. content. content. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, like you said, there have been all sudden times Sci-fi pops up on other things that not wouldn't have been known for yeah. sci-fi or certain styles of, of of storytelling. So yeah, you know, it could happen. And that's what I'm saying. I would exactly, show yeah, what yeah. we had and ask is like, well, this is what we have. This is the kind, you know, something, you know, I wrote, yes. But if you want, you know, something that we can produce, mm-hmm. we know those kinds of artists we produce for them, you know, yeah. of, you know, we'll have the executive producer and it's written by this person who was a member of our team. As Absolutely. we were saying, of yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we helped the next Ang Lee get out there because they were PA exactly. for us yeah. or, you know, our sound guy had, hey, guys, I got a script. And so we put in a web uh, webisode out for him and. But then, you know, somebody approaches us. An executive from a network. Yeah, like, approaches hey, us. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, do you, what do you guys got? Well, I've got this. Claude's got this. Well, we're, these are the kinds of stories we got. Here's Mike's piece. You know? Uh, I see what you're saying. Uh, okay, so not necessarily our vision, mm-hmm. but we are actually supporting. Our mission statement. Okay, gotcha. And, you know, and, and, and it, we... I think we're placed and we're in a position of, well, at least currently, of how we're seeing ourselves. Yes. Of being able to still put out things that in line up with our vision. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, and, you know, we, we warn those coming to work with us of like, okay, yeah, and we're, you know, willing, we want all the voices, mm-hmm. but be prepared that in that voice, we're going to help you expand maybe your thinking yes of you you know we had somebody from the team who who went to uh university of wisconsin and but they're you know got degrees they tell a good story and we've worked with them they've worked as you know grip sound like you know in a position mm-hmm. but they hey i'm thinking about doing okay you know what well, what do you you know we're the producer so show pitch it to us yeah well it was this and they come to new york and okay cool 
well, I'm with you so far, and you only see them associating with these kinds of people and doing this particular thing and only encountering these kinds of environments, but they're here in New York City. Yeah. Concept-wise, I got you, but have you thought about this for their best friend? And I'll give you your protagonist, though you've got blonde hair, blue eyes. How about brunette with Eastern European and, you know, Mediterranean parentage? Yeah. Because we've got good actors that we know who can, you know, they'll give you the same thing. They can still, you know, this is America. All types of, it may not, sometimes it may not feel like it, but all types of people are born, you know, with parentage and heritage from all types, you know, from all around the world. And that person being the fish out of water is the kind of story it seems like, you know, is that you're trying to tell. So we put the actor, actress of fish out of water. They can still have, they'll have, they're human. So they'll have the same emotions. Yeah. They'll have the same thought patterns as the character you wrote. And they are living, you want them to live on, you know, we're telling the story from, you know, Long Island City. But in that environment, from what we read, you know, then you introduced the best, the new best friend at the new job that they're working at as another, how many karma copy of them of looking this way, of, you know, and the only time they meet someone outside of that thought zone is when they go to the, you know, corner store, which is about to get kicked out because now they're going to put a Whole Foods there. Gentrification. But but you understand what I'm saying? Uh, We have somebody like, okay, that's what you wrote, but now you're. For your backdrop, it, there's a bigger, there's a wider story. So there's going to be, the look is going to be not what you wrote. Yeah. It, it, or it's going to, you'll, you'll still recognize it. It'll still be your piece, but we're, we're, we're giving you more color, literally a color palette to play with. <laughs> but how far do you go without actually not taking over, but like enforcing your perspective on another person's vision? Like how far do you push? Like, to the point of to the point of at least feeling realistic, feeling authentic. Okay. The difference between realism and authenticity of you know realism is you know showing every scrap of paper on the street of oh that's New York that's real it's dirt it's people think expecting it to be dirty when in reality no you know we have a municipal garbage service mm-hmm. there's a reason why things look the way they are because in the city of ten million or more people on any given day yeah. Things have to be done a certain way, but we have services. We have services that we take for granted. Regular garbage pickup, three, you know, in most neighborhoods, three times a week or more. Uh, now, you know, recycling has gone smoothly. As an in introducing mandated recycling started about two years, maybe three years ago. Yeah, and there wasn't a lot of backlash. It was just something. Okay, there's something more we've got to do. We accept it, you know, but we didn't, there wasn't ever a letter where you're saying we're introducing recycling and that you have to separate your plastics and everything. And you also have to pay a a new city tax for it to be instituted or that stuff will just sit in front of your house and never be picked up. It was, we're introducing recycling across the five boroughs, get blue bags. We're giving, you know, the city gave uh, recycling receptacles, you know, the black, the, the brown plastic and blue, uh, trash cans. Yeah. They, the city, you know, they just, it, like for me at least, and, and I know for other, uh, those with, you know, lived in smaller apartments and, and their own ha- homes, 
the city just put out the bins. They just showed up in front of your door. You know, you didn't have to go to a special place to pick them up. They were provided by the city. I never saw a charge, uh, you know, on the on uh, the the real estate tax or on you know yeah, it was yeah, never yeah, a direct yeah. charge. There was never a letter. You know, you owe the city a yeah. hundred bucks for these receptacles now. So you know, I'm saying something that we living here we take for granted because it's you know the municipality pays for it. The the city is designed for you know yeah you're gonna have to pay for some things yeah but. If there's a city, it's a city service is a city service. So putting in that, you know, we show uh, surprisingly it's New York City, but the streets are clean, well swept, you know, <laughs> things look a certain way. Be like, oh, that's not real. Looks literally like a studio back. Yeah, it looks like a studio black block, but we're shooting outside. Exactly. And, you know, we did. The only thing we did was run lines so that we had power to our lights and cameras. Yeah. You know, the city was, you know, that block where we got the permit to shoot was the way that block was the perp, you know, was when we scouted it. Gotcha. And people are going, oh, that, you know, oh, we've got to dirty it up just to make you get what you expect. No, people in our, you know, New York City neighborhoods care about their environment. And so a new writer, a new artist coming to us that we're helping to bring their their original vision to the screen, to a audience that we've built would hopefully be able to accept, you know, they wanted to show the gritty side of life. But it's like, yeah, you can find you can have gritty and not have to give a bad expectation. People expect New Yorkers to be mean when it's a proof. It's pr- easy to prove that if somebody's, you know, I've been in Midtown and somebody, you know, I slipped on a patch of ice and picking myself up. Yeah. Total stranger, female passing by me stops and goes, oh, are you okay? Like, you know, like yeah. Um, thank you very much. Like you don't have to show the stereotype of what people think. Yeah, with somebody is. in a you know in Peoria, Illinois, thinks they hear New York City and they instantly hear gunshots and police sirens. <laughs> We're showing <laughs> what we feel is the real New York yeah. of people. You know, we've got thousands of public parks and you know where people will congregate and yeah. walk and live their lives, and everybody's just trying to you know be happy, you know, find happiness yeah. in and of themselves. And it's not monochromatic, as was done a lot in the past of, oh, you know, you hear Harlem, oh, that's always, like, no, it's not anymore. Even then, it wasn't always. And it was, you know, Spanish Harlem and Harlem, you'd have to have been born here and had parents who were born here so that you knew where the division between Spanish Harlem and Harlem actually is. Because if you got feet on the ground, and you're there, you cross the street, you're suddenly in Spanish Harlem, but you wouldn't know it until you think, oh, Spanish Harlem, on the map it says it begins here, but I didn't start to see, you know, bilingual signs until I got to 145th and Lexington. And, you know, and and that that kind of, you know, but somebody watching, oh, the movies make me think that this TV show, like Law and Order, makes me think, you know, oh, and you know, you you walk across the street, you're gonna get shot, raped, stabbed, <laughs> you know. I'm gonna hear that, dun, 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 you know, music every time. Oh yeah, they're okay. I see police cars. That's what I expected, you know, a tourist. That's actually a very good point. You know, 
You watch Law and Order, you see like the worst of New York. Yeah, and, and if you're not from New York, you're gonna be like, "Yikes!" I don't ever want to go exactly. there. Why do you know, oh, for a point. Broadway show? Is it really worth it? You know, but yeah, we get millions, literally millions of tourists every year coming over and over again. Yeah, and they, you know, I've I know personal experience. I've helped plenty of people. Go, you know, they must up the courage, I guess, and go, mm-hmm. excuse me, can you help me find this? And they whip out a map or now it's, you know, they pull up their phone Phones, and yeah. they're trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to get somewhere. And it's like, it, it says over here, oh, that's another block over or right around, the, you know, yeah. right across the street and a little to your left, you know, because building number wasn't on and they were expecting yeah. it. Things like that. So... I know it's partly how I was raised, but I, I know, I feel I was raised in, I'm raised in New York. I'm raised from a similar environment, you know, that yeah. I wasn't raised in a bubble. I interacted with people exactly. and was raised to think a certain way. So I'm not isolated in that. And showing someone else, if we have to take them around and go, okay, your story is a good human story, but this is also where you've based your story in and what do you see? Do you think that gives you like an unfair advantage though? Like you grew up around a diverse like population Mm -hmm. and then you come across a filmmaker who was just like, all white characters are all aging characters or whatever. I can say that... For example, all right, with your upbringing in New York, mm-hmm. you're able to tell diverse stories. Yes. Like, you don't only tell a black character, but you tell an Asian character, you mm-hmm. tell a Spanish character, or a white character. Because mm-hmm. you've interacted on various levels with people like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're able to provide different perspectives of different individuals. Mm-hmm. Like, not all white people think the same, not all black people think the same, not all Spanish people think the same. Yeah. And due to your upbringing, you're like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I have that perspective. Yeah. No, it, it, I understand what you're saying. And I agree that there, my thinking always, yes, my upbringing has colored my thinking in that sense of what I'm looking for and trying to tell a story that I don't see it odd Yeah. to spread out a character type. Exactly. And make it, you know your gangster, your, your, your person who you would think is a, a detriment to society, the criminal character. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's, it would not be my first go-to my name. My, I don't have a knee jerk reaction to make him look, make that, that criminal look a certain way that it's going to be a black person. It's going to exactly. be a Hispanic person. Exactly. It's not going to be a, you know, it, it might be an Asian person who's, you know, at the end of everything, that's who was pulling all the strings. Yeah. Or, you know, the capo, the, the, the lieutenant was the... Could be a female. Yeah. You know, to me, you know, yeah, it colors the where I can see that, you know, it being not who you would expect it to be. The person who was the kingpin exactly. is, you know, the Hispanic female where exactly. more times than not, it's a white male who is the kingpin and maybe he convinced other ethnicities to do his work to to do to be in between him and the actual committing of the crime yeah and then you know at the end our heroes finally confront the big bad and it was this what you know this cookie cutter villain 
where it's me, I have them being, you know, the Hispanic female, oh, you finally got me, and here's the reason why I've been doing it, you know? But yeah. I put a different face there, and I have not a second thought, and, you know, I will never, it would never be a thought of me immediately of, oh, that's kind of unrealistic. I don't, you know, no, I know that people, no matter what they look like, could are capable of anything, and so if the character is compelling, you'll believe that this character had the motivation to be who they were, what they did, why. Exactly. And, you know, when they get their come, the villain gets their comeuppance, you're like, yeah, okay. You're, you're satisfied that the villain got it, not because they were, not, you know, white or non-white or, if you know, male. Huh. It was a female. You know, it exactly. was that the character, the villain is who you hated. It forces the audience to focus on the character's actions instead of their race or ethnicity. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. well, that's that's what I aim for. And in the, the modern visual language, nowadays it'll be more compelling or definitely an interesting choice, a subversion yeah. of the trope, of the villain trope, that it was not the white, old white male who was, you know, doing all the good or doing all the bad. bad. yeah. You know, and as we were saying last week of that, I'm, you know, you know, in the previous episodes, I'm not, it won't be, you know, I aim for it not to feel forced that, oh, well, it's a black director and he's going to put a non-white person in there. It's, I made a choice. The story called for, if it's a story I wrote, it was there or it was, the script was brought to me. Hey, this is our next project we're going to produce, you know, you're tasked, you're attached to direct and you know, so who do you think we should start getting for these roles? And it says, you know, John Smith. Yeah. Well, you know, does it have to be John Smith? You know, how wedded is the writer to that? Because I've been asked that question before of, well, had you ever thought about making? It's like, uh, possibly or no. That's just, you know, one or two, you know, one or two answers. You know, can you make your hero white? I could. But I don't plan to. <laughs> can I make the villain black, or can I make the villain white? If you want to, you know, if you want to play power dynamics, or wait, the villain was already white. You know why? Because only you know there are only white CEOs. No, there are only you know white. You know there are only male CEOs. You know who was yeah. ruining a town. No, you know we want a person to go to jail at the end of this law drama. Exactly. What do you think about it being, you know, uh, an Asian female? Because, oh, wow. and, and we can make it, you know, and if it has to be, we can add, a, you know, adding a scene to your, you know, 120 page script of where we establish it's a flashback. We established that, you know, she was born in America, but her parents are old school from Hong Kong. And they, you know, in the 90s, when it switched over from Britain back to China, they decided they're not going to stay. They came here. Dad already had money and just built a, you know, the backstory explains this character's motivation. So they were raised in a certain way. Mm -hmm. They thought a certain way. They were raised to be a go-getter and not care. And after a while, they stopped caring about who they were trampling on to get the power, to get to the top. And their ruthlessness has shown and people not paying attention to who was in the room. And she started to play on that. 
and that's why now our villain is this. Okay. And you know, then at the you know your you know the the the, the, the final confrontation, it's oh, it was you that either comes as a surprise, but it'll be organic and germane to the story, and I think we can make it work. What is it? You know, like, well, I never thought of it that way. Exactly. That's why you're getting you know working with us versus working with somebody who would just another oh okay. I haven't seen that a thousand times. <laughs> you know, well, it was an interesting story. You know, and you had the expected cast of characters. Yeah, and it looked the expected way. It'll work. It'll you know, in most in some realms, it'll make money. It's you know, it was done well. It'll make its money. It'll get its accolades. And if it wasn't done well, it won't. But the same can be said of you know, let's give them something different or give them yeah. what's not expected. Give them something different. Yeah. Now, I think we went way off topic with the streaming Yeah, let's go back to the streaming board. (laughs) Well, it got into, you know, what we would do with, uh, you know, what what kind of offers we would take. It all depends on, you know, I think we will, I would like to ask them all the same thing of what do you want from us in the way of what we're generating. You know, I will give BET a sci-fi show. Okay. Because maybe they, you know, if they've never had one and they're like, well, we don't usually put that up, but do you think only, you know... Do you, do you only think that black people are monolithic when you yourself are trying to show that they're not? You know, you, the young kids just out here on the street keeping your ears open. Yeah. Uh, you know, boy, young, you know, African-American boys and girls are out here. They're talking about uh, things that they watch from other cultures of, you know, they're big into anime and anime always ha- has sci-fi stories in it. Yeah. And so thinking, you know, and they go to see Marvel movies and they went to see Black Panther in droves. So saying that your audience, you know, BT, if BT gives us the, well, I don't think our audience would like that. I would like to say different, but if you're really married to that and dead fast to that, I'm going to take the story elsewhere. I'll take it to HBO and they're like, okay, well, we'll sell it to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I can, in that, I would look to see that, you know, Still bringing along the, the audience that I'm aiming it for. You know, it's a story that will appeal to everybody, but I know there'll be black people in there and I'm going to promote it myself, you know, in the promotion, in the press tours of promoting of, I hope everybody likes the story, but I also hope it reaches, you know, it reaches the, it, it expands the imagination of everyone. Yeah. And visually, I hope it, it inspires those who see it you know so i can drop subliminals of uh, it inspired the young black yeah. girl to want to be you know shoot for the, literally shoot for the stars to be the astronaut or a young black boy you know and can be politically expedient and not you know saying everything you want to say but still giving the hints to it if i have to okay so not to you know ruffle the the the, the, the network feathers the streaming service feathers you know, because with, with, I think with that would come that, you know, there are constraints that you have to live with and, you know, you fight the battles that you can. Yeah. You know, you decide which swords you're going to fall on. Yeah. I want to get back to that, but um, I have a question. What's more important to you in terms of a content creator, mm-hmm. in terms of like networks and such? Is it the quality of the network or the financial reward? Like what's if you had to choose between those two? Because yeah, yeah, I would look for the me. I automatically try to look for the balance, but I get what you're saying. Um, 
Because, all right, say, for example, you have a new network, mm-hmm. network 2.0, whatever, yeah. like a new streaming platform, <laughs> and they're offering you $10 million for a season of your sci-fi mm-hmm. show. And then you have an established network that's offering you half. Five million to do the same thing. Exactly. What would be more important that, to you? Yeah. The quality of the network, which the the, the established network is way better. They have a yeah. lot more subscribers. They're known for quality programming. Mm-hmm. And then you have the new network who's trying to establish a brand. I think I'm about 60-40 on I might go with the new network because they're... So financial compensation. No, 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 no. Because that new work, they're throwing that financial compensation in there because they're trying to start out, so they were trying to... I could see them trying to make a bigger splash. Okay. Or, you know, because you would expect it to be the other way around, of that the big network would be where the money is, of that they, you know, HBO gives the $10 million, but Network 2.0 only can come up with $5 million, but they're putting all of their weight behind that five million well versus with the current streaming um climate the newer networks are the ones with all the money yeah. well not all the money yeah. but they're the ones yeah. that throwing out real the big money yeah at these creators you know then that's what I, that's I mean, that, that's what i'm saying you would expect it to be the other way around but i can i see that the current environment is yeah, yeah, yeah. that network 2.0 is you know the startup they've raised all their capital they got their valuation and they're you know okay we like we want content. We like mm-hmm. what you got, yeah. and here's your ten. Here's ten million. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. They're to me. That's why it feels like they're behind. They're th- they're hanging in their hat on these five new shows that they put ten million each behind, and we're one of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas HBO has ten new shows. Each got you know they both had fifty million. HBO had 10 shows with 5 million apiece mm-hmm. versus the new network has 5 new shows, shows with 10, 10 million apiece. Yeah. And it's not, um, oh, yeah, 10 million is 10 million, but it's like, okay, oh, I'm one of 10 that, you know, we're doing a press junket for. Yeah, we're going to be on HBO now, or, you know, Max yeah. and Plus, we're doing their press junket. Exactly. Versus it's you, me, Claude, we're up there on stage with the other four creators creative groups yeah, yeah yeah you know because we're one of five versus we're one of ten and we're all at the end you know on the stage but we only got five minutes whereas one of five yeah we got 10 15 minutes at sdcc and nycc and you know here there and everywhere doing the press tour oh so you you're well obviously the newer network will will pretty much invest more into you mm-hmm. not just money wise but in terms of other resources yeah. press and whatnot so you'd rather take that over the established brand yeah okay because like you know when network netflix you know taking that example it seemed when that was what netflix was doing when they first like okay we're going to produce our original content house of cards yeah house of cards yeah. And, and some of their other shows that they had out of you know when they started you know back in when it's sad to say the early days but when the early days was five to less than exactly. 10 years ago yeah, yeah, yeah. but in their earlier offerings they were doing you know when you saw netflix originally you kind of perked up you know you looked and gone okay let's see what they're doing because they were throwing money, they exactly they threw money at creatives, and they also gave those creatives the the room to okay, here's money, go tell your story, and we can get you Kevin Spacey, we can get you uh, Helen Hunt to be in this show, 
and like, oh, well, you know, being being your story, being your show, or at least pop up every now and again yeah. as a recurring character, and it's like, okay, these are tools I didn't, you know, when I wrote this, when I put this together, I didn't have it, but you're giving it to me. Yeah, yeah let's see what I can do with all this opportunity. Versus now, it's okay. Here's five million. Yeah. We think you can do something, but, uh, you know, can you show me what, you know, let's see what you got. And if, you know, if it works, then we'll give you seven million for the season two. Ah. You know, so it's, you know, yeah, I would, I would maybe, and, and be, I feel like we could be closer to that startup ideal of that network 2.0 of like I said, you know, we're one of five and I, you know, you know. Not try not to forget our roots of you know we were young you know we a were just start, well. we were a startup as well we were just getting out there exactly. and we're still hungry we still deep down are that hungry yeah. of this is our first big opportunity on a streaming platform let's do it now Disney rolled up and said you know well we want that idea though it's original and here's twenty million then it's like. And what exactly do we have to do? You know, do we have to tie it in on your, uh, you know, I'm asking questions, but it's like, okay, well, we got three good offers. Guys, huddle up, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I don't want to leave anything on the table and don't want to miss an opportunity. I mean, the reason why I ask that question is because J.J. Abrams had an opportunity. Well, he had an offer from Apple for like twice the amount that Warner Brothers was offering, but mm-hmm. he went with the Warner's deal because established brand and also a lot more access and resources to other divisions of Warner Brothers. Yeah, no, I, I, get, so, I, get, I get that. That's yeah. why it's, you know, it's not something that I w- a decision I would make lightly and it's not something that yeah. I'm fortunate not to be able to have to bear <laughs> the burden exactly. of making it alone. Because if it's two, three, if it's, a, you know, a, a two, one vote, and you guys want to go with the uh, established brand for half the money for half the money which is what JJ did yeah for half the money but with bigger benefits down the line exactly I would, yes. I would go okay I can see where so you're... on one hand you're taking the money up front and trying to trust a, a new network and on the other hand you're taking less money up front but you're trusting the established brand that it will pay off so either way, you're making an investment. Yeah. And with the new network, you know that if it succeeds, you're part of the reason why it succeeds. Absolutely. Yes. With the established brand, it's succeeding already. Exactly. And your show was able to rise above the other nine yeah. to be a success on its own. It's Then it's the strength of your show versus the strength of that network going, you know, network 2.0 is remembered for your show. It had exactly. that one good show, but the other four shows weren't that hot. Yes. Then it's like, you know, you still, it's still the strength of what you were doing. You were remembered. Hey, I remember your show. It was great. Yes. It was a shame it was only on this network 2.0 versus, you know, oh, you've been working for yeah. HBO. That's cool. You're right. remembered for who you're working for versus what you did in one sense, you know. Sure. But if you can rise above and be the best thing on HBO, yes. then it's, that still then that reflects directly on you no matter absolutely. what absolutely exactly yeah and then speaking of established networks you have AMC Mad Men mm-hmm. um, House of Cards House of Cards yeah. Netflix Stars Power yeah Power exactly uh, you know um, Encore has a Godfather of Harlem okay and, you know but that is something that you can find on you know they start on Godf- uh, Encore like first run or 
on Sunday when it drops, mm-hmm. it's on Encore. But then on Monday, you can pick it up on Amazon, or at least they did a thing. Oh, really? Or they did a thing where it's first couple of episodes premiered simultaneously on Encore yeah. and, and, and uh, Amazon Prime oh, wow. video. Because that's how Claude and I, we were sitting there watching, and he's like, hey, have you seen? Like, And it was available on Amazon Prime. And multi-network programming. Yeah, there's there's also those kinds of deals. So yeah. with all these streaming platforms as a creative, it's fine. But the cons as a consumer. Yes. I think that's where we're going we're running into yes. the problems already and things that Absolutely. When, as just, you know, a, another average consumer, you know, we're putting as an average consumer when all this started People go, oh, cut. You remember yeah, the big thing? Cut, cut the, the cord, cord. Cut yep, the yep, cord. Cut the cord. cord. Yeah. I first thought about a la carte, it like. A la carte. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought of it like, okay, I understand what you're doing. But I make, you know, I'm working hourly wages. I get paid twice a week. I'm paying X amount using Time Warner. And, you know, yeah, you know, it's not perfect, but I can, you know, I'm still getting to watch all the stuff I want to watch because of all the channels. Yeah, I got to do channel surfing, but, you know, I go yeah. to the sci-fi channel. I'll go to USA, you know, TNT, TNT AMC, and whatnot. FX. Yeah, I can find what I'm looking for, yeah. and I know what channel it's on. To, and I'm paying X amount, $200 a month for my cable bill. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm just throwing them. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, $200 a month for the cable bill. It's not way off, though, but yeah. Yeah, you know, $200 a month for the cable bill along with all my expenses, I'm covering my spread. But now, Netflix comes along, and that's, when it first dropped, it was $5.99 a month. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, cool. You know, now it's $14 yeah, for Netflix. Yeah, close to 15 I think yeah. I pay 15 Yeah, yeah. But at then when it when it first dropped, it was okay. You have Netflix, and that's you know six bucks a month. Yes. All right, sixty dollars. You know, sixty. Seventy-two. Seventy-two. I was gonna say you know, yeah. I always do it where I you know add the ten. You know, multiply by ten, <laughs> then add the next two to get yeah. what you get for a year. But seventy-two dollars a month. That's fine. A year. A year. I mean, a year. <laughs> yeah. Necessary, bro. <laughs> but you know, okay. So there. But Netflix. So that's. $72 a year when it was just Netflix. We can, you know, I can eat that. I can add that on. Exactly. And I've still got cable. So that's $272. Yep. Okay. Now, a year later, two years later, then Amazon hits it, drops Amazon Prime. And Hulu was out at the same time. But there was at that time, Hulu, you got free. Yes. And, you know, I was finding great stuff and second run stuff on Hulu for free. And then they and even when they introduced their pay scale. So you had Amazon, Hulu and Netflix, Netflix. Yeah. Right. And they're all about the same price with Amazon. They tied it into their Amazon Prime, Prime. which it still is now. So you yeah. pay your monthly or yearly subscription to Amazon, you get Amazon Prime video. Exactly. They were still rebroadcasting basically things that were already shown on other networks. Yeah. Fine. You know, so say they're all, so that's, you know, 44, uh, 200 and, you know, 72 times three, uh, uh, $206. Mm -hmm. And I still got my cable bill. Damn. 
you know, that's the, all of them being about six, you know, you know, I'm saying, you know, the math. So it's like, okay, that was supposed to, well, you got these three channels, you'll find all the things you want, but not really because I can't get AMC. Exactly. On, but at this point, you're keeping cable just for the other channels. The that other you channels and the local network programming because, gotcha. you know, you can't, you know, you still need the cable. Yeah. And yeah, they're streaming so fine. Say you cut, you to go to, you want, you know, and, you know, you're at that, say this man puts it about 2010 or so, 2000, between 2010 2012, you know, you got the big three of streaming right now. And so I go, okay, it, yeah, I can't pay that $400. Mm-hmm. So I got to tell uh, Time Warner, okay, I want to get rid of my cable or drop it down to can I drop it down to 50 so I can keep my uh, internet, internet yeah. and can I keep my basic package so I can keep my my local channels yeah. you know 247 and New York 1 gotcha and okay so that's down to 50 so now it's you know 266 a month so okay I'm paying $66 over what I used to wait 266 a month well that's yeah I know we're hypothetical but yeah okay. you know that's the three channels at 72 a year I'm not a month. It's two. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, I'm messing Just say a lot. Just say I'm a lot. I'm paying uh, per year. <laughs> yeah. Per year, I'm paying that, you know, 52. That's still 250 a year for the internet and basic cable at okay. 50 bucks a month. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's 250 plus. Uh, Wait, 50 a month for basic cable. Yeah, it's actually way past 250. Well, 50 bucks a month that... Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well. 50 times 10 is 500. Yeah. So you're talking about 600 so, yeah, bucks. Yeah, so yeah. So just to keep your cable on, and if you don't have the cable, you can't stream the networks. Exactly. So, you know, okay, that's, you know, 600 bucks a month down from the 2000. Gotcha. So, yeah, there, there's a savings. It was a give and take, a give and take. But now you got all of these channels. And some of the, you know, to move... <laughs> I've, set the, I've set the foundation. I've messed it up a bit. I messed it up a bit, but you, you got where I was going with it. Yeah, and you understand, you, you yeah, yeah. say, you know, that to me, it was always a financial consideration. Yeah. And now that you have all of these packages and Disney Plus is out there and they've got the things that I want to see because of the, the, yeah. the, the, the uh, brands. But would you say Disney Plus is a great deal? Because they're still doing uh, six, they're at seven dollars. Seven bucks. Yeah, they're about six ninety nine. Yeah, like six ninety nine plus yeah. tax uh, per per month. And I'm still got my Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, but Netflix now has jumped up to fifteen. Like you said, fifteen dollars a, a month. Hulu went from you had to have you know if you kept it free. They still have their two plans for I think ones for seven ninety nine and then ones for eleven ninety nine. Exactly. They went for two plans, but they cut out the free part where you okay, had to yeah, watch yeah, yeah, yeah. the the ads in there. Ads. Which I was fine with watching ads. Yeah, but now you the seven ninety nine plan you do watch ads you still and get you still pay for you're it. paying for ads when paying for it, you were supposed to be not exactly. with ads. so yeah, Hulu yeah, yeah. Hulu is you know Hulu's lost its you know <laughs> Hulu is, is hoodwinking people of like wait all the other places you know if I go on YouTube I have to watch ads but I'm still getting it free exactly so that they have YouTube Red right. yep. that you know and that's another streamer that exactly. we can put out on yep. you know so like I said as a creative it's kind of the way the world is ours but as that consumer trying to tell my you know my friends and relatives and my audience that hey I'm out there but 
Oh, wow, that's so amazing. You're absolutely right. As a content creator, which you are, it's great because there are more buyers in the market. You have HBO, you have Amazon, you have Hulu, you have YouTube, you have Netflix, and the list goes on and on. But as a consumer, you're wanting people to actually watch your content, it's actually much harder. Yeah. Because they have to subscribe to all these platforms. Yeah, and it's not Peacock, the Peacock, HBO Max, Showtime, Stars, BT Netflix, Plus, all of that BT stuff. Plus, yeah. Hulu. It's like, whoa, this really adds up. Mm-hmm. It's and not the savings that they were actually taking. Exactly. You know, reporting. Whenever you wanted a la carte. Yeah, and or if it's a savings now, now the savings is, you know, as we, you know, doing that math, it's over $2,000 for what is now Spectrum, right? You know, okay. it's saying that $200 a month, which is, you know, they've gone up a bit, but it still has stayed steady to keep the math simple. Say you're, you know, paying the $200 a month for your internet, you know, and that's the thing with Spectrum, you're getting, you're not, I wasn't just paying for the cable. I was paying for all those channels plus the internet, gotcha. you know, the access to the internet. And yeah, you can go to where now it's just that you're getting the internet from them because you're paying for all these other, all those channels, but where, you know, the savings has gone from, you know, okay, you get basic cable and your internet and you're only paying that 50 bucks a month that it's down to 600 and you're paying well over 300 for that, you know, so fine. You saved about a thousand dollars. Now it's, you saved maybe 500. And what's stopping it from, okay, now you're only saving, uh, you know, $250 to now it's the savings is minuscule. You're saving $100 a year if you yeah. versus if you just went with your local cable company to get your internet and the channels that they offer. And your cable company is trying, you know, Charter and Spectrum are trying to offer their own original content. You know, who do I tell, you know, so if I'm going to put out there as a content creator, but a content creator who's still trying to be aware of his consumers. Yeah. Who do I tell, you know, do I say, okay, you've got to buy that HBO Max subscription to see our our sci-fi show. Exactly. My question to say, for example, we did decide to go with the new um, streaming platform, Mm -hmm. streaming platform 2.0, whatever, and they give us a 10 million. My most important question would be, what are you going to do to attract viewers to your platform? Thank you. Because giving us 10 million is great. But then if no one sees our show, it's like, hey, watch our sci-fi show on streaming platform 2.0. What? What is that? What is How do we... How do, about that. Yeah. How, how do we get that? You exactly. know, is there any other way for us to get that? Oh, another 15 bucks a month? I don't think so. Yeah, you know. So that's my most important question. What do you plan on doing to get an audience to your platform? And also, and this is actually way more important, what do you plan on doing to keep yeah. audience? Because I don't want them to get the network, yeah. watch our show, and cancel it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I fully, so, I fully, I, f- I agree. That's what I'm saying. One, I'm glad I don't yeah. have to make that decision because if I forget to ask that question, there's another person on my side in the room who remembers yeah. to ask the question. Yeah. Or you're, you're, you know, we're all three hearing the pitch that we're being offered from Network 2.0, and it's, you know, I'm asking about creative control. Uh, Claude's asking about distribution. You're asking about what the, you know, overhead split is. And then we all pause and then it's like, yeah, so then, okay, fine. We put our show out here. Who's going to hear about it? Yeah, you exactly. Know? Or exactly. what do, you know, we're, you're investing in us, but you are investing in you. So are, how long is your rate that we can recommend your channel 
So people see the five offerings, us being one of them, the, you know, we're one fifth of your offering. Exactly. You know, you're going to, your network 2.0 and part of your hook is these, these five completely original properties. Yes. That have great production value and our service is only two ninety nine. How long is it going to stay two ninety nine? Exactly. You know, we're part of your launch. So is it two ninety nine? And all of a sudden, six months from there, when we're planning on epi- on season two, people are leaving you because you're now exactly. going up to five ninety nine. Only six months in, or is it you know three not, years from now? Not only that, but say for example, we're one of five shows, right? The other two shows got canceled, and then the third show under network is not doing so well. Then mm-hmm. now what? You have now, two shows, just yeah, us and yeah, the other person. And yeah, us and one more person who are carrying your show. Exa- we're carrying your network. Yeah, carrying your yeah, carrying exactly. your network. And for us, that does mean we're carrying a network, so that means we have more asking power. Leverage, yeah. Yeah, we have yes, leverage. We have, we leverage. have yeah, we have yeah. leverage. But that also puts more pressure on us. Yeah, it puts more pressure. It, we have leverage. It puts pressure on us, but it also means that it's like, look, at Network 2.0 executives, it's us and, you know, that period piece that is running, that is carrying your show. You're looking for other shows to put out there because, like you said, two of them got canceled. One's not doing so hot, but just exactly. enough to survive. Yeah. We're all going into our second season, ready to produce our second seasons. But it's us and that you know period piece that now you've upped our budget to $20 million because we're carrying your network and you're still trying to bring along a couple other shows. Yeah. You've asked us, okay, this is doing great. We want you to keep producing your sci-fi show. And can you start thinking of another, sure. you know, you know, so we can be, wow, okay. you know, our, you know, it's like, well, fine. That means now it's 20 million for both shows because, you know, it's like now the second show that you want us to bring out that's completely different from this that you're going to put on. We can see the the offering of, from the producers of from the guys who exactly. brought you black sci fi. I don't mind being the Shonda Rhimes for your network. Oh, you just. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't said nothing but a word, bro. Oh, to mine. where go, you know, you know, we're, you know, RKP Collective Land exactly. will be yeah. up there, which is not a bad thing. Exactly. Of, you know, you've got, you know, all in with Shonda Rhimes, they're, they're all run a theme. They are similar shows. Yeah. But that's not a problem. It's, you know, we pivot from sci fi or, you know, you know, with sci fi, you can do spinoffs. Yeah. Of it's you know okay our main character you know everybody's loved the show it's what he's been doing you know what our main character's been doing in the world of here and now but he's an alien from another dimension to his early days yeah. so now is the show of all the adventures that they've only referenced or of the early days when he was back in his dimension as a younger person before he ended up on Earth or yeah. a person you know what the you know what the second character was doing before yeah. or after this this exactly. you know we spun it off yeah like the walking dead I yes, think they have like yes. three or four yeah, spin-offs. yeah they're doing they're 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 just about they're just yeah. getting into their their third spinoff the second oh, really? spinoff this is the second one okay. yeah this is the sp- second spinoff about kids who grew up where they were either born into the world of the zombies or they were little kids when it started so they don't have a memory oh, okay. of the world before there's an inciting incident involving so this is not Fear the Walking Dead what is this one called this is oh they had just put out and it's not called like the world of the Walking Dead, but it's 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 a uh, okay. But it's about uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a bunch of kids who are they their town became you know 
they grew up in a town that the zombies are a, a threat, but there uh there's a like a minor threat. It's a minor threat because there's a system in place with a town oh, of like quarantine. five, okay, like five thousand people, you know, or hundreds of people. But they've got an, an actual town that is, you know, part of their school education is, and this is how you handle the walkers or oh, wow. what they, I forgot what they, these kids would call them. Not everybody's going to call them walkers. Not everybody, you know, but this is how you handle the creatures. It's part of your, gotcha. their everyday life of uh, beyond the walls. This is what, if yeah. you grow up to be a forager, this is the time com- you get combat training. If you, you know, but you're in politics, you have to make sure you, everybody gets fed, how to do our resources. And so that concept is actually kind of interesting. And I saw like a, a, a trailer at New York City Comic Con that they showed right after or during the their, the Walking Dead um, uh, see? panel. You know, and that's also something I wanted to touch on. All right, say for example, all right, with an established network, yeah. they have a lot of big properties. Say for the Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. ten to fifteen million viewers. Yeah, and then right after our show comes on, yeah, that's a built-in audience. Yeah, yeah, and that's With how a new the, network you don't have a built-in. Yeah, you've got to build in the audience, exactly. and you've got to do a lot more legwork, yeah. groundwork. Like I said, we would have to do more out in front, of exactly people doing the yes. con circuits. Yeah, which you know, first blush, first initial time doing it would be fun. You know, to me, I think that would be fun. Yeah. You know, yes, it's work. It's a lot of traveling, but yeah. it's still getting up there. You got fans of people, seeing people, you know, show up and you're getting to show them the trailer. Maybe we show them the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things to do to try because the, that new network is trying to get themselves out. We're a tent pole for them. Exactly. You know? Perfect. A tent pole. Yes. Yeah, we're a tent pole for them. So like power is for stars. Yeah. Or Game yeah. of Thrones was for HBO. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, HBO existed but Game of Thrones put HBO into a whole nother realm yes. and opened up, you know, knocked down the doors and open. But the same thing with The Walking Dead with AMC. Once exactly. that got caught yep, on, yep, yep. it was okay. They had Mad Men, but they're still a cable yeah. thing. Now it's you, The Walking Dead and AMC, and it allowed AMC to do other things. Absolutely. Versus, oh yeah, we're on cable, and you know, now it, you know, we're on cable. Tune into The Walking Dead. And thank you for watching. You're going to, you know, either watch because you like AMC or not. And you have a couple of interesting shows. Now it's, you know, download AMC's web, you know, app. Yes. So that you can catch up on old episodes of Walking Dead or see the Talking Dead, you know, right on your phone. You know, that now. Yeah, I think that's more intriguing to me, like us actually building a network with our content. Yeah. Or creating our own network. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know. So, no, I agree. And that's, it's, that's why I'm saying that. It's it's it would be a tough call yes. of okay you know money is necessary no matter who offers it so that we can yeah. get our content made but do we want to build be a part of a building effort which exactly. I would think it would be part of their pitch you yes. know we're offering you ten million and you'll be on the you know programming board because you're one of you know we're going to put out we're launching yes. and launching with your five titles you're one of them yeah you're here you're a linchpin versus like I said the setup was you know we're one of ten exactly for HBO Max yes. and it's you know we're putting five million behind you and you're going to do the con circuit and you know we're looking for big things the story looks good we're, we're you know we, we, we believe in you guys mm-hmm. but if you fail you fail and you know 
we still got nine others that exactly. somebody's going to yeah, catch yeah, on. Yeah. You know, at least one or two might catch on. Yeah, and you know, hopefully you're one of them. But you know, they you know they're approaching us with a you know wait and see you know they're they're approaching us cautiously versus us approaching that you know someone else cautiously exactly you know and it's like okay you're gonna you know are you gonna be around hbo if all 10 shows failed they're still gonna be around they're gonna still be around with their catalog with their catalog and they can they can fail they can try again with another it's like okay that show didn't work but at least your first couple of episodes had a big you know had big numbers as far as streaming goes whatever their rubric is so that yeah we you know do you have anything else you know what? What other ideas do you have exactly. that that one didn't quite catch on? But maybe we can relaunch it if we fo- change the focus a little. You know, back to the drawing board for you guys. But we haven't. It hasn't closed the door with us. It just something went. You know that didn't quite catch on. Mm-hmm. But you did produce ten episodes. We liked what we saw. The critics liked what they saw. But the fans had too many things. You know. Yeah. You were one of ten. Yeah. Exactly. And you know you did have at least a steady fan base. Okay, cool. And also, that I think their threshold might be lower where, you know, for Network 2.0, we've got to pull in 10, you know, 5 million exactly. uh, downloads or views every episode. HBO's like, you pull in a million, you're You'll doing, be fine. Yeah, you're exactly. doing good, you're guaranteed a second season. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's you know, it's as creatives, we want to tell stories. Absolutely. Yeah. But, we've had the conversation and start, you know, and start to really think of, but this is what we want to do with our lives. We are a business. We are a brand. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm brand that wants to be around for the long yeah, term. Yeah. We want to be. Yeah. yeah. And so I understand branding, but I know you are great at it. You, you know, that's how I, you know, took notice of you and you took notice of me of like, this brother knows how to brand himself. Thank you. And, you know, so I'm listening to what he, you know, it's like, hey, have you ever thought of? Yeah, I have, but <laughs> I haven't had time to think, you know, had the time to have, you know, to yeah. talk to talk about that. Well, I'm trying, but I'm having to write, direct, look to be on projects that I, you know, and slowly try to build up my, my brand, my reputation. Absolutely. So now reputation equals brand. Yes. You know, trying to build that up slowly, but now another person in there. Yeah, that, you know, opens it up. One, it opens up the opportunity to, it's, okay, we're both working towards the same thing of now I can, okay, you got your brands out there and you remember to, you know, it's like, and while, you know, now... My go-to editor is this guy. My go-to director yeah. is, yeah. is Logan. Yes. And, you know, we're about to make another thing. You know, somebody that you have in actually, you know, real world circumstance of someone you knew that you were working with prior. It's, yeah, and I have a great team. Yes. Behind me. And now the things I was doing with you before, I can now do even more. Exactly. Because it's now you won't be just getting me you're getting our kp collective exactly so it's you're not just getting network 2.0 you're getting you know super sci-fi adventures of, of black wizard in space yeah. plus uh you know the period piece about you know lady jane gray and a another victorian piece that is supposed to be a steampunk drama mm-hmm. and you, you know then you're you're getting um 
you know, a, a slice of life made, you know, slice of life New York piece. And then you're getting a, you know, and a cop show. Yeah. On Network 2.0. And it's okay. You know, it's like, yeah, watch us and the other great shows on Network 2.0. You know, and I thank Network 2. We're up there. We thank Network 2.0 for the opportunity. And, you know, we've checked out the other shows. And I think the Lady Jane Grey has some legs. And I'm interested <laughs> in seeing what they do. And, and, you know, hell, even if you look, you know, uh, uh, Concierge Number 3, I did a cameo because, you know, we all in the same building with meetings and it was like hey you want to come over and and exactly. the, you know the director of uh, Lady Jane Grey is alien number six in the corner who looks very human but isn't you know all of a sudden turns into a, a giant blob yeah that was the director for episode three of Lady Jane Grey you know because we're you know we're network 2.0 we're kind of a family here we're exactly. trying to do, you know yeah. there's things you can do where with you know hbo it's you know maybe you meet some of the other you know we meet the only times we meet are we're at the kind of oh okay but in that you know there'll be some talking true and at you know the network party because you, you know the, the network guys they always like to you know everybody likes to always say hey these are people that you might cross paths with you know and trying to talk up all 10 shows the you know all the other nine shows of yeah i've seen and you know not i i used to watch the game of thrones or only seen a little of the game of thrones and they're doing this spinoff over here and it looks great hey who doesn't like dragons but not really <laughs> you know yeah versus, you know versus you know uh, you know other guys that were down in the trenches they want their the other four uh, shows want to succeed as much as we do they're going to talk us up we're going to talk them up and two years from now it's yeah we're making a feature that we're putting on network 2.0 instead of you know but they and it involves this and yeah you, know, you know it's based on the you know the show and it's going to be one of five features that they're also putting and yes we're coming out with season three Yes, because we've been here with Network 2.0, and yes. their bottom line has grown, and they, we've grown with them. Absolutely. And then you know, and you know, yeah, and then also I got I tapped on the shoulder to write a Sony picture, yeah. as well. But it's, my heart will always be with Network 2.0, and yes, I'm still involved with season three and everything I'm doing there. But the Sony one is something completely different that you know. Everybody got to get a chance to, you know, it's on. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's like Ryan Murphy and um, FX. Mm-hmm. Like um, American Horror Story. Yeah. And then he did Glee with Fox. Yeah. And then like a bunch of other shows that I'm yeah. drawing a blank on. No, yeah, but he's um, gotten yeah. them bounce around. Exactly. But, you know, he's but still. But he still had, I think he had a production deal with FX. Yeah, that, I think. you've seen that American Horror Story has gone into how many iterations? Like they, they, eight or something. Yeah, they're on their horror, uh, American yeah. Horror Story 1984, you know, their 80s. Is that the most kick. recent one? Yeah. That's okay. it, like it was just showed their finale a week or, you know, okay. in the last month or two. But yeah. And yeah. now Ryan Murphy's with Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Three hundred million dollar deal. So <laughs> you there know, you go. yeah, and you know, but it's, it just goes back to your point of like having the collective mm-hmm. and just having a bunch of people around us producing content. Because I mean, Brad Falchuk was like his produ- production partner, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Like they co-created Glee together, mm-hmm. and then I'm back to Shonda Rhimes, like How to Get Away with Murder. Murder. I think someone on her team 
like created that show mm-hmm. and she's producing it. Yeah, exactly. So you know. there's this like utilizing your your circle. Yeah, but you know? that's when, you know, when she first dropped with Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Um, you know, then you saw, remember, it spawned like two, at spin-offs. least two other spinoffs. It had the, not the practice, um, the one with Tay Diggs was on it for a hot minute and then um, the direct. I don't think I know that one. Well, there were, there were the least two direct spinoffs okay. of Grey's Anatomy. And they both were reasonably successful. One went, the one went longer than the other. And then she got a, then she did a scandal. Okay. And, and I watched the like first three. Wait, she created scandal, right? Yeah, she created scandal. And that, you know, I went, I watched, I was into the first three or so seasons of scandal. That was actually a pretty good show in my opinion. Okay. You know, I liked it. Carrie Washington, always a joy to watch. Yep, yep, yep. And, um, then, um, Scandal went, did its thing, and then she did, uh, you know, how to, lay, you know, how to get away with murder, and that's, you know, had its success. Yes. Yet she's still doing Grey's Anatomy. You know, she's still exactly, yeah. executive producing Grey's Anatomy. Absolutely. So, you know, she may no longer be the showrunner because she's doing a thousand yeah, different doing things. A thousand different things, yeah. But you know, you know Shonda Land Productions. Exactly. You know Shonda exactly. Rhimes, and if she says, hey, I've got an idea. Somebody's going to listen and go, well, here's my pocketbook. Develop that. Come back with me. Or here's the pilot. You know, here's your pilot. No problem. Or she can, the way she's got it now, it's she's got Shondaland. She can go and knock out a pilot and go, who wants it? Yeah. You know, and her first go-to is going to ABC because. Not that- anymore. Because she has a first look deal with, she has a, I think, yeah, an exclusive deal with Netflix. Oh, for first look or for just? I think exclusive? it's like an exclusive deal. Yeah. Well, her, for the other, you know, well, her first five things went. Uh, okay. She had they so at on, least. They yes, have, with those projects, yeah, she still most likely still speaks ABC yeah. on a daily basis and whatnot. Yeah. But for new projects. Okay, for the new yeah. projects, she's got an exclusive. But before yes. that exclusive deal, she had you know ABC had first look and they snapped up her absolutely. first five yep. projects. That's yep. what I'm saying. Absolutely. That's my my thing of she you know, I have an idea. Okay, ABC's like go shoot your pilot. Or she had it, you know, yeah. the success of Shondaland. Because she's a proven success. Yeah, with the production, you know, her production company, Shondaland, yeah. of that, okay, we've shot a pilot for Scandal. Yes. ABC goes, okay, uh, can you tweak this, tweak that? But other than that, uh, we like it, you know? Mm-hmm. So they had the first look. But if it hadn't, then she could shot. She, if Scandal hadn't, if ABC says, mm, okay, it's yours, it's cool, I can feel Shonda all up in there. But it's not what we're looking for right now. She would have shopped it, and somebody else would have picked it up. Gotcha. Yeah. It was with you know she would it wouldn't have been out you know that show that idea anything by Shonda Rhimes would not have been out in the cold for very yes, long. Exactly. And that's the same. But then we've got other names with you know that are like Ava DuVernay uh, who can you know come up with something, and yes. it's not going to stay out in the cold very long. Absolutely. People are going to come to her and go, "You've got something? Yeah. Tell me more." Or, "Oh, you have something to show." And so we have a lot of inspiration and those we can look to to emulate their success, exactly. emulate how they've done things. Like some art, right, continue. I was going to say, emulate how they've done things and so decide whether we want to go and go with the new guy or go with the established and see who is offering the best deal for us, best creative deal where we can tell yeah. it the way we want, but also the longevity that Absolutely. we're looking for. Yes. 
Because we don't want to create like a sci-fi epic that goes on this network for one season and the network just goes bankrupt. Yeah, and we've got to yeah. do the, uh, you know, hope that it gets picked back up by another network exactly. like The Expanse, yeah. where they had three seasons, they were on sci-fi cable. Yeah. And then, you know, the nature of the business, it no longer was, but then seasons four and five get picked up by uh, Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah, it's on Amazon okay. now, and they've done a big push to, you know, what? You remember the expense? But with that, it seems it came, it came with the, okay, we're picking up the show, giving you two new seasons, and we have the license to show the first three seasons so people can catch up mm-hmm. and then go right on into the new stuff that you're yeah. producing. Didn't they do something similar for Battlestar Galactica? Uh, if not Battlestar Galactica, another show of that, of where they pick something up and they can run with it you okay. know and that they can you know because they were streaming everything that they stream already gotcha that they can go and put the previous stuff out the stuff related to it yeah as well as the new original content but I'm seeing that with um you know an interesting thing uh, like with uh, Spectrum and them putting out their original stuff they took a show from the 90s you know um Mad About You with Helen Hunt? Yeah. Okay. And Paul Reiser. Okay. And 20 years later, they put out a whole season of what has happened to oh, them, wow. you know, later. Yeah. Now that they're, you know, the daughter that was born on the show is now going to college. Netflix did something similar to Arrested Development. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, doing things like that, of you know, they're, you know, going back to the well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, things that had a success, 10, the nostalgia bug, 10, 20 years ago, yeah. and they bring it back. And, you know, it's like, oh, it's cool. I, I could dig it. And you have the power and the, the financial resource to be able to do that. Yeah. But... They are also still getting getting out their original stuff. Spectrum, to use them as an example. Uh, Seems like they're doing a lot in originals. Yeah, they're trying. They they had a show that uh, my mom was watching. Um, and that's so interesting because that's a cable provider. Yeah. That's not a traditional network. That's a cable provider. Who decided, we're a cable provider. We have an audience, yeah. literally. So let's put out our own original stuff. It's like, yeah, I can actually can, I can see that. I can yeah. understand it. It makes a logical sense. But they had an original show that I know my mom was watching for a while. Um, it had... Uh, Gabrielle Union, be uh, be Mary Jane. No, it okay. was there was a cop drama. So huh. it, it was on recently, and they just went through their first season or their second season. Wait, it's a recent show. Uh, within the last year or so. Oh, wow. I thought on, her most was, recent television show was Be Mary Jane. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I think it was Gabrielle Union, but I'm trying to think. It was um, it was a Gabrielle Union. It might not have been Gabrielle Union, but it was another sister, nice, uh, you know, model-esque sister, because they have this thing where um, she goes, uh, you know, they walk into a store, they're cops, and it's like, you know, yeah, let me uh, get a pack of Juicy Fruit, and now the girl, her partner goes, let me get a pack of Skittles, (laughs) you know, it's it's cute, that way they're like in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, But we're gotten off on the tangents again they didn't even touch on so spectrum getting into original content it's getting spectrum getting into the original content has direct tv as well yeah you know friday night lights that's what i remember seeing friday night lights on direct tv like an ad for it and i was like oh wow yeah so this okay yeah they're doing that and it's like doing that now yeah and i remember from the movie and from them being on nbc yeah and they picked it up and tried to finish out their story their story and i was like yeah so 
I have, you know, business-wise, I think about how it affects us. Yes. But part of that, I think you can look at it of how it affects us, but how are you affecting the consumers? I truly love the parallels. You Like, you really, that's that was amazing. Like, as a content provider, great. More buyers seeking more content. But as a consumer, more platforms means they have to pay for more platforms yeah and they're so gonna it's like wow, yeah and that's, that's gonna be a tough choice they're gonna think with their exactly. pocketbooks yeah and they're gonna go okay well i can trust netflix hulu exactly amazon trusted brands amazon hbo yeah, hbo you yes. know disney plus i can trust the that these guys are gonna be here yes and you know or or do i go with quibi yeah, do I add Quibi on, pay another expense, and exactly. then all of a sudden I wake up one day, six months from now, and you know Quibi's no longer in the you know there available, you know channel no longer available when you go to click on it. Yeah, because there was a show on it that you were liking, and it's like man, and I was really liking that show, and yeah, you like that show, and a you know a small subscriber base liked that show regularly. But now they've got to, you know, yeah, but is shock it, themselves to try to get picked back up. But I mean. is it enough to sustain a network? Say, for ex- yeah, for example, perfect. You have a network with one good show. For example, name another show on Stars that you like. On Stars? Yeah. Um, Besides Power. I like Power. I like the uh, show with Patrick Stewart where he was a uh, talk show host. I can't remember it. I remember the name. There you go. <laughs> the reason why I can't, I, I, can't I can't remember the name because I always have a whole bunch of stuff running around in my head. Well, you get my point though. It's yeah. like an entire network, and, and I only care about one show. Yeah. Obviously, that's not enough to sustain an entire network. Mm-hmm. And, but that star still exists, and star yeah. still out there. But power is is power finally entering its. I think final this season? is the final season. Yeah. Exactly. So. And you, then what? What's next? What are they gonna drop next? Yeah. yeah and, and, and you know, and as a network, you would hope that they are already, you know. We would be in production about the drop when so when the yeah. power was over and it dropped its final season. Stay tuned for our new show. Exactly, which would show their longevity versus yeah. now you're going to exactly. flip around. Oh, power's no longer. Is there any episodes that I missed of power? No. Okay, right. cancel subscription. Well, either cancel subscription or let me move on to something else and maybe you hopefully hear. About I mean, something most likely else. they're going to cancel their subscription because the main reason they got stars was for power. Yeah, and there and and power's nothing, been around for six seasons. Yeah, and, and nothing have, immediately was dropped on them of yeah, you you know yeah, power is over. But look at what we have coming next. Exactly, you know. So that's on the network, and that's what you hope that Network 2.0 would be. You know, we would you know in our example, the five shows, two of them just didn't catch on. They yes, were failures. So they got canceled. They got they got canceled. And the third show's on like Lifeline or something. Yeah, the third show's on Lifeline. Where you know they have us and Lady Jane Grey, and we're both doing good. And the net we were hope we're hoping the network in is bring along two more shows to fill those slots. Yeah. Plus, either having you know long talks with show number three of. Okay, here's how we think you should improve your show. What do you think you need to keep this show, to improve the show, to keep their longevity going? Or, you know, and that they're asking us and, you know, of, okay, we need to fill these slots. We need to have something coming up because you mapped out four seasons of sci-fi. Yeah. After sci-fi goes, you know, your sci-fi ends naturally is he going to have, you know, is your characters going to have another event? You're going to focus on another character to keep that world, that character story is done, but that world is still alive. You know, what are they asking us of, to help them? 
to keep them in longevity of, you know, we're their power. We end. Is that it? You know, because and you would, you know, in that instance, everybody likes money. Everybody likes success. You would think they'd be like, okay, we're going to, you know, we don't want to lose you guys because your show was carried us. You know, you're the one memorable show, one of two memorable shows on our network. And then people are going to unsubscribe because your show's finally ended. The actors have had to move on. You know, everybody succeeded from this. Yes. And, you know, so there's that. You know, so it's, it's it's business, but how do you look at the business? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now. Well, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, at, we made a decision to stick to one hour and for some reason we cannot. <laughs> we, we, we try. We, we try. We're getting better at it, but yeah. okay. Um, we could go, we could continue on yeah, we because we've got other things, but we'll save that for... Yeah. Uh, we literally first. had five to six topics and we... Because the streaming topic is so important, like so, so important because mm-hmm. even you opened my eyes to looking at it from the consumer perspective. I don't think I've ever looked at it from that perspective. I've only looked at it from a content producer. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow, more buyers. This is amazing. Yeah. Quibi is about to launch. Yeah. That's great. And But then looking at it from a consumer um, point of view, it's like, oh, shit, the consumer's going to have to pay for Quibi, yeah. which is like three ninety nine or whatever a month. Yeah, but how long are they going to be three ninety nine? Exactly. You know. Then they're going to have to pay for the Peacock and HBO Max. Yeah. And it's it's open for us. There's money out there for us to get so that we can put our stories Absolutely, out there. Yes. But who the end buyer, you know? If there's your perfect, th- who's your, the end buyer? Not yeah. who's the immediate buyer, yeah. which is the network, but who's the end buyer? Yeah, yeah. you know, who's going to end up actually paying for this content? Who's going to watch this? Who's yeah. going to my? You know, hey, I'm happy that I've got that on my uh, on my resume on my you know IMDb. You know, you see that under you know directed and produced exactly. this show. That's cool. But and we got a check for it today. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, cool. I've got you know I was able to buy a house, get new equipment. We you know yeah. we we have succeeded. But it's like, oh, you had a show? You know? Exactly. People are looking at us like... That's more important to me. The yeah. longevity of our programs. That is longevity of the our people. content. Yeah, absolutely. And yes. if, if, the, we've, if they're priced out of, you know, they've got to be smart with their buying dollar yeah. and going, you know, I've got the major brands and the, I can fit maybe one or two new guys that exactly. I hear have some interesting content on. And yet there's a field of 20. Exactly. So maybe five you know out of that field of 20 yes. they've got you know the five that they're definitely going to go to and they fit one in exactly. so that's six maybe seven all right i mean looking at it from a consumer perspective i'm not going to pay for the peacock and i'm definitely not going to pay for quibi Mm-mm. so there you go so yeah. looking at it from a consumer point of view is like okay so as a consumer mm-hmm. i will not pay for these networks but as a content producer, I will definitely sell to these networks. Yes. So it's like, wait a minute. And and I wouldn't buy the network, but I would definitely sell content to it. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. And and to you know try to lead us into, but I have to me personally, I have uh, the perfect example of that of for content. CBS Access. Uh, oh yes. I love. See, I even forgot about that. I love Star Trek. To, you know, to d. You know, to da da. Uh, you know. I got CBS Access, the free trial, to watch the new Twilight Zone mm-hmm. because of um Jordan Peele. Yeah, exactly. And then I canceled it. See, I love Star Trek. I uh, he they did smart things of like you know. So I wanted to check out Discovery and see what they're going. I went like at New York Comic Con. 
this year, I went to the panel to see what they were talking about for season two of Discovery and get to see Patrick Stewart. You know, love me some Patrick Stewart. They were yeah. mom. We enjoyed it and got to see new trailer and it made us go, whoa, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm interested. But that's two, three shows on there Damn. that, but they're supposed to have, you know, other things. That's three offerings out of right. X amount. So are you still a subscriber? No. <laughs> Exactly. But that's that's what I'm saying. I, it made me go, okay, when Picard drops, I will resubscribe. Versus, that's what I'm saying. Versus what we're saying of when CBS Access came out, you got it for Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. And yes. maybe there's a maybe a chance of that you would, you know, a friend, you know, we're having a, one of our social modes that we're just hanging out. And it's, oh, you got CBS Access? Have you ever seen? Have you seen? I wanted to show you something on Star Trek Discovery of like, uh, an effect or something gotcha. to, to to show you like I think we could do this yeah. in a scaled down or here's a, you know this is influencing me in my you know in the sci on our sci-fi piece yes so I showed it to and you happen to have CBS access so that's a new viewer that they've got only by happenstance mm-hmm. but you watched all of the Twilight Zone you know the new Twilight Zone yes. and everything and that was why you got it but then like you said you still unsubscribed. I mean, getting being a subscriber to a network for one or two shows is a very bad business model. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, Hulu. I mean, not Hulu. I was when I said Hulu, but even Hulu. But Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, they offer genres and topics, mm-hmm. and that's what helps them. I think that's part of the success of you know you can go on there and they have Stranger Things on Netflix, uh-huh. but you can still watch a documentary. Yes. You know, there's a independent documentaries and and science documentary things that and they do have weekly shows as yeah, well they have weekly shows yes. you know or so that keeps you coming back yeah, for they example ha- explain hassan minaj mm-hmm. so they have these like recurring shows yeah and or their their series their original series that come out maybe once every 18 months but people are looking forward to oh they found out like uh the uh the magnificent miss mazel isn't that for amazon prime yeah, that's where Amazon uh, Prime. Prime. Well, yeah. you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, get, I definitely you know, get what that they, saying. They, yeah, yeah. they have a show on there. Yes. That, you know, it, it takes them X amount of time to come out. But when they do come out with something new, it's, oh, here you go. Yeah, Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah. That's like you know, an event thing. Yeah, Yeah, it's an event. People are were anticipating it, wondering what was going to go on, wondering what was going to be, you know, when it was going to come next. Absolutely. You know, so... I think we're going to pick up this topic again because yes, definitely. It's, and 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 see what Claude thinks of it. So we'll, oh, absolutely. we'll, we'll yeah. touch on this. It's very important. Uh, the content uh, producer, consumer. Yeah, absolutely. And this, you know that'll that'll carry us, and then we may bring it back up again when uh, our uh, good friend episode. Teddy Valdez pops up. Oh yeah. You know to get more definitely. to see you know get other his perspective, his perspective, other thoughts on you know how people see things and how they feel about this particular subject because it's important. It's affecting the business. It's yes changing the landscape for good and ill and you know as what i feel comfortable recommending network 2.0 if i didn't see the business model on the inside and that's part of the the, exactly. would be part of the uh the pitch meeting you know the initial negotiations of well you know even if they're the only offer on the table i still want to ask it's what do you where do you see the network you're In interviewing or something. you're interviewing us absolutely. we have to interview you absolutely because it's know? our content yeah it's our content I and mean, yeah absolutely giving us a check is nice but the whole point 
for me is mm-hmm. to create content that has longevity not just to create these snag bite content grab a check and move on to the next yeah that's that's not longevity and to bring up in the original an original point of our unsaid mission statement which we'll get around to telling everybody but I think we did tell them in the uh, uh, first episode go back and check that <laughs> if, you, if you don't see what we're saying if you want to hear what we said about that um, controlling uh, original property controlling your IP absolutely yes and very important to me you know so in that ne- and controlling your IP yeah absolutely. so in that you know it's like okay you're our tent pole but because of it, we will promote it and we get to do whatever, whenever, for however long. No. Versus we're the tent pole, we're you're promoting us, we're promoting you. But if you fold after our second season or after our first season, yeah. what happens we, to our content? Our, you know, we get to we get to take season two. Yes. And you know, two one of the other places Absolutely. so that it gets picked up. People go, they liked our show. You were your tentpole, but we weren't, you know, we could only be, we couldn't carry you because it's just too much to try to carry on one show. Yes. And so the show was, the show was good. It was the reason why you were, they went on, you know, we were able to get say two seasons out of them, but, and we kept getting our check. They, they went good by us, but their bigger business model failed. And but people still want our show, mm-hmm. so we take season. We had season three written and ready to produce. They're out of the picture. We can take it to someone else and go. Yeah, see, we have a following. People will come once they hear that. Hey, our show. It's you know. Yeah, we had a year break because we had to go find a new home. Yes. But now you know, sci- Black Sci-Fi is now on uh, Hulu. Come watch us there, and people will come That's and remember. Happening. You know, they'll remember us, they'll want to see us again, and, you know, maybe like, oh, well, on a new, bigger network, they may have more production value, or we can show them a few new things because we're on a, you know, that, we're back down to that 5 million versus the 10, but they have access to things of, we have a uh, direct pipeline to, like, what a studio, so, those, you know, your, our, RKP Studios group that was doing all our CG and it looked good which gave us a success but we kept it to being studio shots and studio pieces and had the CGI and stuff for the fillers to get from one part to the uh, one set piece one studio shot to the other yeah now it's a whole thing where you know we have different access we can do a whole scene that's in space and you see them you know you understand? Yeah, we, 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 we have access to do things that we couldn't do before. Yes. Even though we may be doing it on less money, it was because they've taken their things that with access to them, we don't have to do that we needed that more money for. Yeah. And now it's, you know, we're on Hulu and, you know, we can go another four, you know, two, three seasons and finish the stories we were trying to tell. Doing it that way. Absolutely. And to close out, we would just like to... I'll let you take take this part. <laughs> well, to close out... <clears throat> um, it's the, you know, to close out the show and to close out the year. It's yeah. been a, an interesting uh, decade, the tens. Now we're going to go into the... Uh, what will it call? The, the Roaring Twenties, basically. <laughs> you know, so now we're going in the, the, 20, the Roaring Twenties of the 21st century. And... We would like to 
pay our respects and condolences for those celebrities that we lost in 2019. And a, you know, some names you should, most names you should know. Like, unfortunately, Toni Morrison, great writer. Okay. She passed away in 2019. Doris Day. Uh, those who uh, you want to let them know something she's done or who Tony Morrison yeah uh, uh, beloved okay and um, Song of Solomon were uh, works that she's been known for she's a Pulitzer Prize winning author okay and uh, President Obama awarded Tony Morrison say President Obama died <laughs> the Presidential Medal of Freedom okay. Before she passed, you know, during his administration. Okay. So she's highly regarded. Yeah. Uh, Doris Day, she was in films with uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, wow. Uh, and The Man Who Knew Too Much. It's pretty so impressive. For you film buffs, uh, she starred opposite Rock Hudson in uh, several pictures. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, so she was known. Um Peter Mayhew, for those Star Trek, Star Wars fans, you beat me later. I, you know, I misspoke. <laughs> People, come. they are gonna kill you. <laughs> Slay me. You know, I'm a fan of both. By now, you should know. But pay, the late great Peter Mayhew, the original Chewbacca, unfortunately Uh-oh. passed away. Uh, an actress named uh, Peggy Lipton. Oh. She was on the mod, the original Mod Squad back Not in. Not only that, but she was married to Quincy Jones. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. Uh, she's the mother of uh, Kadita Jones, the actress Rashida, Rashida Jones. Jones yeah. Yep. She died on uh, May 11th at the age of 72. Oh wow. The football star Bart Starr. Mm-hmm. He uh, was in the first two Super Bowls with the Packers. Oh wow. He passed away. Uh, Carol Channing. I don't know who that is. Um, there's some who would, who might know. Um, she was a she was on stage and screen. Uh-huh. She was in uh, the Broadway the original. Uh, she won a Tony in the original original Broadway production of Hello Dolly. Okay. And uh, she was a little mousy, blonde-haired woman, but she had a voice that you could never forget. Gotcha. Um, those, there are those who wouldn't remember. A longtime friend and uh, fellow comedian uh, who worked with Carol Burnett, Tim Conway, passed away. Oh, wow. He, you know, uh, ripped horn. I think, I know. I think uh, I've heard that name before. Uh, if you saw Dodgeball, he played the coach. Oh, okay. Yes. Then definitely, yes. Yeah, he passed away. Uh, former presidential candidate Ross Perot. Hmm. Uh, he went. He was. Uh, he went up against uh, Bill Clinton in ninety two. Ninety two. Nineteen ninety two. Okay. He was. Uh, it was a kind of a three way uh, election, and he passed away. He was a billionaire as well. Okay. He ran as an independent, um, and the you know, we all know John Singleton. Yes. And he passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Boys in the Hood. Menace of Society. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, he passed Wait, away. Wait, Higher Learning as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One of my you favorite know. films. Higher Learning. He, he, it was because of John Singleton that everybody started speaking about the, you know, South Central LA yeah. stories. 
you know, more... I think that was um, Menace Society was one of Ice Cube's first major roles. Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Oh, Boys in the Hood, not Menace yeah. Society. But Boy- yeah, Boys in the Hood put Ice Cube on the acting man. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, he passed away very young. Like 50-something, right? Uh, yeah, he was 51. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that, that you know, keep keep yourself out there, you know, do checks on your friends. Uh, it, it'll come for you. Yeah, 51 is. And... Yeah. Um, damn, I'm gonna mess up his name. Witherspoon. John Witherspoon. Yeah, Witherspoon. yeah, I was gonna mention, but yeah, John Witherspoon. Um, the voice of Granddad on the Boondocks. <laughs> uh, he was the Bang Bang Man. Yeah. Uh, bang Bang. Yeah. Uh, those out there who have a Cartoon Network, Black Jesus. Yeah. He was on that show. Nice. Um, Representative Elijah Cummings. Oh, wow, yep. He passed away recently. Civil uh, rights activist. Civil rights activist. Long-serving congressman. Yeah. Uh, 90210 fans. And uh, Riverdale. Unfortunately, Luke Perry passed away, if you know, you recall. He was very young. Um, then you had a uh, former uh, Chrysler CEO, Lee Iacocca. I think I read his book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh... uh TV show fans might remember Valerie Harper. Oh, wow. Um, she did, uh, the, she was on the Mary Tyler Moore show, and uh, she had her own show on NBC way back in the day called Valerie. Oh, wow. Which I think was a, a late spinoff of that. Oh, okay. Um, Diane Carroll. She was Oscar nominated for Claudine back mm-hmm. in 1974. She died oh, yeah. at the age of... Uh, 84. Also, she made television history by being uh, the star of a show called Julia. Oh, really? Which it was the uh, first star on network TV to, I mean, first show on network TV to star an African American woman. Oh, okay. Um, you had Peter Tork of the Monkees, who passed away. Not familiar with him. It was a it was a TV show. They were like uh they were a Beatles parody. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it, it, they had like I said they had a TV show that ran like around the same time as uh the Partridge Family and the Brady Bunch. Um, Jan Michael Vincent passed away. You now it's a bit of a shock. He did a lot of uh, those uh. 1980s action uh, kind of B-movie action movies oh okay um one called The Big Wednesday he uh also played on Bonanza and Gunsmoke back in the early uh, 70s oh, um uh, uh, fashion designer Carl Lagerfeld passed away in Paris back on February 19th oh speaking of fashion um What's her name? Donna Ka- No, not Donna Karen. Kate Spade. Yeah. Yeah, she passed away. Um, the uh, British actor Albert Finney. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the... Um, not the big... Uh, big uh, not... Um, it was a uh, Tim Burton film. Um, oh, a Big Fish. That's oh, okay. It was, it was, it was, I've seen that movie. That was a pretty, pretty good movie. Uh, yeah, but he, he also uh, acted on the, the British Broadway, the British stage on Broadway. He, he's a well-known actor. You, okay. You'd recognize, um, you know, you may not remember his name, but you'd recognize his face in a lot of the things. Um, oh, Gloria Vanderbilt. Oh, okay. 
mother of um, Anderson Cooper, as well as uh, you know the great uh, the Vanderbilt family legacy yeah. and uh, fashion design. <laughs> Grumpy cat. <laughs> The original cat. grumpy cat passed away when he was an old cat, but you know everybody knows those memes that are still floating around there. Definitely, uh, Peter Fonda. Oh wow! You know, his, you know who Peter Fonda is. Yeah. You know, um, Easy Rider. Yep. Um. Yeah, John Lisbon, uh Eddie Money, um, rock musician. Okay. Uh, two tickets to paradise. So uh, you might know um, he's a lot of Grammy nominated songwriter. Uh, Baby, hold on, take me home tonight. Uh, some okay. of the songs he's known known for. All right, let's get two but, more. All right, two more uh, names that you would know. Uh, Rip Taylor. Okay. Rip Taylor passed away, and let's see one more. Oh, and. Rene Arborigenois. Oh, wow. <laughs> well done. <laughs> for something that people should know, you know, for Star Trek fame of, as Odo, okay. he was on um, the show Benson with Robert Guillaume as uh, the, uh, yeah, the uh, chief of staff yeah. who was a hypochondriac um, and a good character actor. He also did a lot of voice work mm-hmm. and uh, he passed away only less than a month ago. Oh, wow. And you know, so that was 2019. There were definitely a lot more famous names that yeah. passed away, but it it makes you think, and it also you know it makes you think. It makes you wonder. It, you you know remember to enjoy their work, their past work, and also you know you know you know time's not guaranteed to us, so let's just go out there and get what we got to get. Exactly. You know, work hard. Uh, it was a good year. We started up, so yeah, we, we officially started up. We've been working exactly long before then, but we officially started up. So hey, g- great I mean, things come are on, happening. This is like the third episode of a podcast we came up with like less than two months ago. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. you know, and that's amazing. And we're in, we're in, we're on the right path to knock out our first uh, short, official yeah. short, yeah. which yeah. should be uh, something that happens in the first quarter of the, the new year. The, the new year. Yeah. Um, we're going strong. We know there are people listening. We've seen the likes and the and the yeah. uh, subscribe. So thank you, everybody. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep listening to us. We'll yeah. try to keep entertaining you. Remember uh, on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe. Absolutely. Facebook, keep looking uh, for our messages. Uh, thank you for the love on Instagram. And share, tell your friends. Yeah. yeah. Spotify, Pandora, Tidal, Apple Podcasts, everything. Podcast yeah. Attic. All, all of the good, all yeah. those channels. Uh, you recommend us because we're only going to get better. Absolutely. We're only yeah. going to uh, do more. Yeah. And, but we can't do it without you. And we thank you for love happy new year happy holidays and we'll see you on the other side and with that i'm rob i'm logan and you've just listened to the creative zone peace peace the creative zone with rob and logan produced by rob entertainment and Corahio productions mixed by production ds music by hope beats This has been a Rob Radio Network production. Check out our website at rrn.robbent.com. Thank you for listening.